Today, what was the top international story of the last 12 months? Welcome to the Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Morning, Michael. And good morning, Adam Lang. Hello, Michael. All right, in just five minutes, we're each going to put forward a big international story from the last 12 months. And at the end, we're going to decide who wins. Let's get into it. Sean, kick us off. What have you got for us? Well, the top international story It's a no-brainer, boys. China versus the United States versus Australia versus the rest of the world. Mm. The year began with Joe Biden taking over as president. Now, there were lots of hopes that there'd be better relations between Beijing and Washington, but in fact, President Biden kept those strong-arm tactics introduced by Donald Trump. It lasted throughout the whole year until about the end of the year when COP26, that was a real turning point. The two big superpowers, China and the US, agreed on working together on climate. And then Joe Biden and President Xi Jinping held a virtual meeting together. All in all, that really was the dominant geopolitical story. It wasn't just China against the US, it was China against Japan, against India, against Korea, against Canada, against Australia. In fact, Russia got closer to China and Europe did a little bit too. That was kind of interesting. But at the moment, we end the year not much better off than where we started. China is still the centre of arguments around the world, but we are a little bit better off because at least China and the US are talking. Special mention too, Michael, US withdrawing from Afghanistan after 20 years. Yeah, look, I think they're they're both big stories. And what I like about the China versus US versus the world story is that Australia does actually get drawn into that one because we were definitely one of the ones that uh, that China was up against. Can I toss another story in? This is sure. a this is what I think is the top international story of the last twelve months. This one feels like it happened a really long time ago, though. Remember, way back on January sixth, there was an angry really angry, very violent mob that stormed the Capitol building in the US. The scenes were really actually quite horrific and they typified what was a a pretty ugly transfer of power from Donald Trump to the new president, Joe Biden. Trump was, of course, impeached over his role in inciting the insurrection, but he was acquitted. But I don't think anyone who watched that on TV could really believe what we were seeing. This was an angry, armed, violent mob in what is supposed to be the the seat of power within the United States. Compared to that, which is, I would say, an absolute low point in US political history, the first year of Joe Biden's presidency has been relatively peaceful, even though he's really now trying to mend a country that would be more divided than ever. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm still not giving it to you yet. Adam, What do you think was its top international story of the year? Okay, those are good. However, this one for me takes it. This one involves China, but not about its relationship with other countries per se, its relationship with its own citizens and through that the world. So the Chinese Communist Party under President Xi Jinping is really seeking to align private companies and citizens with their own philosophies and rules. There are 1.4 billion people in China of the 7.8 billion odd people in the world. China, the second biggest economy in the world, $15.6 trillion and on track to become the biggest. The Chinese government is setting new regulations and requirements that are creeping into law to keep private power in check and in line with the Communist Party. So two big examples. Tech companies. November 2020, the Chinese government put pressure on growing companies like Alibaba and Tencent by increasing their oversight on antitrust 
data security and get this wealth distribution, even how they distribute their money. In education, huge industry, $140 billion worth in China. The government just said, no, there's going to be no profit in that industry anymore. So these are two examples of many where the Chinese government is asserting greater control over their people. And through that, they'll be using it to increase their influence on the world. And I think we've seen that is the top story of the year. All right, that's a good one. But just very briefly, Sean managed to squeeze a second story in there. So I'm just going to toss in (laughs) an honourable mention to another international story. How on earth does a 400 metre long ship get wedged in the Suez Canal, (laughs) blocking it for a week, disrupting global trade? Look, it's probably not the biggest story, but is certainly out of everything that we've discussed here today is the one that sparks the most memes. And what a photo. Mine would be global tax laws. So the world actually coming together through centuries of evolution to finally introduce a minimum 15% corporate tax around the globe. Right, uh, I'm going to make a decision here. Michael, I'm sorry, insurrection isn't going to make it. The winner is China, external and internal. So it's both Adam and I. Split decision. Fair call? Fair call. I'll go along with that. Thank you very much, Sean. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Michael. That's it for today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe so you get the next episode automatically. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed.